Dream big for what we can do here. Let's not be small thinkers. Let's take what we have, let's use it to our advantage, let's come together as a group, and let's go do it together. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to the All Den Podcast. This is episode 45. I am Dan Scott, the voice of the Paladins. We are very, very happy to have you with us. Whatever platform you've got us on, we appreciate you taking the time and making the effort to listen to our look inside the world of Furman University men's basketball. Head coach Bob Ritchie will be joining us here in just a moment. But as we record this on uh, Thursday morning, November the 19th, we are less than a week away from the official beginning of college basketball season for Furman. For me personally, it'll be my first broadcast since March the 12th. That's how long it's been. So we're just keeping our fingers crossed, praying that God willing, nothing's going to happen between now and this coming Wednesday, and we'll actually get some Furman Paladins basketball uh, on the air for you, both on radio and on television. Before we uh, get Coach Ritchie uh, mic'd up and ready to go here, let me just remind you of a couple of things. First of all, the podcast is brought to you, as always, by Shortfields and Downtown Traveler's Rest. Great people. The menu is fantastic. They are tremendous supporters of Furman University. Shortfields.com is the website. You can go there and find out much more about what they do, operating hours and everything else. And then also, if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, whatever, please direct them to me. Dan.scott at Furman.edu. Once again, that's Dan.scott at Furman.edu. Once again, this is episode 45 of the All Den Podcast. I am Dan Scott, and uh, as always, the star of the show is with us, head coach Bob Ritchie, stepping to the mic via the magic that is the Zoom app, which we've all become way too familiar with over the last few months. But Bob, good to talk with you. And as I said during the setup, we're less than a week away, God willing, from playing basketball. You get to coach a game. I get to broadcast a game. I almost don't want to talk about it too much. <laughs> yeah, we're getting we're getting close. I mean, it's um, it almost it almost is like a is like a kid when you get close to Christmas and like it kind of just hits you and it's like, oh man, this is six days away. You start to get pretty excited, but it just kind of snuck up on you. Uh, it's a little bit how this is, you know, just just managing everything that we've been managing. It, it's just it, first. First of all, our guys and the program's done a fantastic job to this point so that we haven't really had to deal with a lot of disruptions yet. Um, and, and obviously some of that's in our control. Some of it's out of our control. But we've been able to have, you know, 24 practices and um, we've been able to try to really our, our, our preparation has, has stayed the course to this point. And, you know, we, we just hopefully here. This afternoon, we'll, we'll have the contract executed to to fill the opening game, and, and we'll be able to go play ball on Wednesday night, and um, or actually Wednesday afternoon, and uh, that's that's what we're all looking forward to doing is going out there and, and uh, putting the jersey on, and you know, going out there and playing playing connected basketball. You know, I've been doing this in one form or another for almost thirty five years. Uh, thirty five years this December, as a matter of fact, and, and you are one of the most positive people that I've ever worked with. In fact, sometimes I get the idea that you will yourself into positivity. You're also human. Uh, was there a point at all back in the spring and early part of the summer that you wondered if this 
this coming Wednesday was ever going to get here? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, I think for for me, I, I try to be what I call myself an an optimistic realist. You know, I I, I try to. I try to understand reality. I, I, I try to foresee problems. I try to look down the road and figure out what, what are the problems that we can deal with. While I don't let always people see the fear that might be within those problems, but at the same time, trying to figure out how are we going to get through them? And so, you know, the, the, the problems are evident and, and the obstacles are very clear. And I think as a leader of an organization, you, you got to constantly be aware that yes, there, there might be some delays and there, there might be some cancellations, but I think also there, there's a charge for us that we, we, we can't, we can't just get so caught up in the pessimism that, that it deletes the opportunity to be able to navigate some of the hard times in order to get where we want to, where we want to get to. And, and I think I've found myself a lot there where it's not, it's not always easy, Dan, if we're just talking, if we're just talking uh man to man here, I mean, there's, there's conversations I have to have with myself in the morning sometimes, you know, I mean, it's just, there's conversations where you, you, you got to make sure that, that when you're coming into the organization, that the opportunities ahead inside safety, inside responsibility, that, that we always see a path forward. And, um, you know, I was reading something recently and it was talking about, you know, this, the state of Japan after world war II, and it was talking about this idea of pessimism and, and how pessimistic people are viewed as smart, like they've got these warnings that, that they're able to preview everybody to. And if you don't heed them, you don't have wisdom. And, and sometimes like an optimistic person can be can be pushed out as like, hey, these people, these people aren't in touch with reality. And it had this clip of like if a man post-war two came up to the to the microphone and to a TV interview and said in the next 10 years, this is what Japan's going to get done. Okay. They would have been laughed off the country, right? They would have been, they would, they would have been at, I mean, it would, it would have been the craziest of crazies. And the reality of it is, is Japan ended up doing all those things that were listed in the article. And, and it was one of those, one of those ideas that in, in our point of, of adversity where everything doesn't seem to be going like we wanted to, can't, can't, is there still a path forward where there has to be, right? Like, like we get today, you know, hopefully we'll be blessed tomorrow and we've got to be able to deal with the current problems at hand. But at the same time, I think people gravitate to a path that says, Hey, we're still going to be able to get somewhere, right? We're still going to be able to go do something instead of it just being complaining. And so, yeah, it's a, hey, that's been my, my, my last nine months, man. I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, I'm sitting here right now before we got on here, I'm reading leadership in, in turbulent times. And, and it's like, I mean, it's not like this stuff. It's not like I'm just naturally bent like this. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm human as well. And so it's going through, you know, Abraham Lincoln and three other presidents and, you know, different things that they had to deal with. And, and I've, I've studied it. You know, I've tried to, I've tried to be my best. Um, I've failed at times, but at the end of the day, like, I don't want to lose hope. And um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to miss this opportunity to teach through tough moments. Yeah, I love the fact, and I kind of chuckled a bit when you said you have to have conversations with yourself in the morning because I think all of us have found ourselves talking to ourselves during the, these uh, last nine months or so. And it's, a, it's an undeniable truth, Bob. You, you can fool a lot of people, and I'm not, not you specifically, but just speaking generally. You can fool a lot of people, but it's awfully hard to fool that guy you see in the mirror every morning. That, that's where the reality check comes in. 
Well, I mean, I think we're human, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that we, you know, fear, worry, doubt can be the three greatest delays to anything great. Um, and, and sometimes we, we stop ourselves in, in those three elements. And um, that's why faith is so critical in my life. You know, like I, I just, you've got you've to gotta be able, I don't want my identity in the, in the midst of all the misery, right? I've, I've got to have some faith and some, some hope and some belief in something um, that, that propels me forward in through some of those moments. And it's not all, it's not natural. You know, it's something that you've got to really train yourself. You got to make sure you're having your, your quiet moments. You got to make sure you're reading. You got to make sure you have mentors that can tell you truth. And, um, and we, we all need a little bit of this right now. Right. I mean, it's cases are spiking. Um, you know, some things are being restricted. Um, you know, different people are having to adjust family plans for Thanksgiving. And, and, and it's, and it's really tough. You know, I mean, we've, we've all had people infected and, and impacted by this and, and, you know, but at the, at the same time, you know, we also, we also have to understand that this too shall pass at some point. And, you know, hopefully in modern medicine, um, it looks like we've had some good news on the vaccine. And, um, I know we've got a lot of people working on this and, um, you know, it's, it's something that, that, there's got to be a there's got to be a view of reality and and the hardness of this, but at the same time as leaders, you know, let's let's continue to to, to provide a path to the finish line and um, to see and that's that's what I told our team yesterday, Dan. I, I I took a few minutes with them and I just said, look, I got to tell you guys, like I'm so proud of the growth that we've had in these last nine months because it's visible. Okay, I'm so excited for fans to be able to see our our guys play here soon because these guys have gotten better. Like Noah Gurley has made, he, he hadn't taken one step. He's taken two steps. Okay. Um, you know, Clay Mouse had 31 points in our inner squad scrimmage the other day. I mean, he's shooting the cover off the ball, right? Like he he's, he's ready to take that next step. Mike Bothwell, Jalen Slauson, Alex Hunter, Jalen Pugh, you know what I mean? Like Marcus Foster, like these guys have gotten better and, and our program has been able to take steps forward and, and it hasn't been pain-free. Right. It hasn't it hasn't been it's been it's been difficult, but they've you know, they're they're on, they're on a Zoom the other night with four professors in our further the man program with Dr. Nelson and, and Dr. Like all, you know, different departments were represented, you know, the religion department. And it was all part of our further the man program. But you listen to the questions our players are asking, you know, uh, the book that they read with Legacy. Now they're going through another one. And, and it's just it's just been really neat, you know, and, and I think has it been easy? Absolutely not. Right. But has this been a growth moment that maybe has been has been more growth in some of their lives than than, than previous? I think absolutely, and um, and a lot of it's been formed through the adversity they've had to deal with. One of the toughest lessons for anybody to learn, and it gets magnified in a circumstance like we are in here with the the pandemic, is to control what you can control. People try to control things that there's no way they have any control over, and that's where you can end up getting yourself in a lot of trouble. And I get the sense that's whether it's spoken that way or not, that's one of the one of the things that that really allows your program to be elite. You control what you control or can control, and then adapt as other obstacles come on. Yeah, I mean that's that's what you got to do, right? You got to be able to what's in your circle of influence and what's not. Right. And, and you got to ask yourself those questions all the time. And um, what, what can you what can you really control? Right. And, and there's a lot in our world that we can't. And, and at some point, we got to make sure that we manage energy levels to the things that we can't control. 
because sometimes when we put more of our energy in those things, you're not able to really move the needle or impact in a way that's going to that's going to bring any type of fulfillment in your life. But then there's also some things right in our control um, with starting with our attitude, right? Like starting and that goes back to the one on one conversations. I mean, it's, it's just so much to me in this time of nine months is just waking up and, 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 and it's not about being a sunshine pumper. It's about trying to find, you know, right. Like the, the whole saying, okay. Um, and not that it necessarily applies to this, but the thought of, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention, right? Like we get in these moments where from a necessity standpoint, you, you have to figure out different ways to do it. You got to figure out different ways um, to be able to function and to push forward. And maybe, maybe there's some betterment. I mean, heck, I'll tell you this, Dan, it was Saturday night. Um, as typical, we had a scrimmage and my house was basically asleep and, and I wanted to watch the scrimmage and, and I wanted to sit there on film. And, you know, I, I was, I was going to the kitchen and this is late. Sometimes I do get some of my work done late and, uh, I just wanted to, I wanted an apple. Okay. And um, there weren't any apples. And so it's, it's 2020 and I get on my phone. I don't have to go wake my wife up. I don't have to tell her that she needs to go to the store tomorrow. I get on my phone and I pull up the Amazon app and she's shown me how I can make a Whole Foods order. Okay. And, and how I can just hit the buttons and then I've selected delivery time. And so we wake up and I hit Sunday morning between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. And we wake up and there's grocery bags on our front porch. And she says, where did these come from? And I said, well, I did I did an order. And I said, this is the greatest thing that COVID <laughs> brought to the Richie family so far. Right. Like, I mean, so it all jokes aside. Right. Like there will be there will be and has been some positives from this. I knew nothing about online orders or or and, and, and that's a laugh. Right. But by like all of our lives, there's got to be some small wins that we've been able to find some promise in this and, um, you know, look forward to getting the vaccine and at some point and, um, you know, getting back to, to some type of normal, but with also maybe, maybe a little bit of greater perspective and um, a little bit more appreciation for quote unquote normalcy and um, maybe a more of a focus on our health. I hope our listeners are, are appreciating this. They're, they're getting not only a bit of philosophy, they're getting a bit of an education and almost a bit of a sermon here. And then, you know, from a preacher's kid, I know a sermon when I see one. This is episode 45 of the All Den Podcast. I'm Dan Scott. Of course, this is head coach Bob Ritchie, the men's basketball program. All right, so we will have an opener. Uh, we, we can't say who that is yet because they're still working out the contract uh, finality, but we will play on Wednesday of next week. And again, we're recording this on Thursday uh, the 19th. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's actually been going on from a basketball standpoint now with your team. Talk about your personnel. And, and you mentioned before we got uh, uh, recording here that you've made a, uh, at least a couple of preliminary decisions as far as your, your depth and what your rotation may look like. Yeah, so... Um it, it's it's one of those deals where you know we, we, we as we've discussed we we got five really good proven returners that we're all aware of and um, you know I'm confident all five of those guys have, have made some progress and some steps and uh, really looking forward to to seeing them play and um, you know it's it, it's we got two returning all conference players we got another guy Mike Bothwell that's preseason all conference. We got a three-year starter in Alex Hunter that's, you know, won, won 50 games as a starting point guard for us. And then we got Jalen Slauson that, that probably made the biggest jump of anybody uh, from last year to the previous year in our program. 
and um, really excited about that. But at the same time, our, our depth is a little bit unproven and we know that. And, um, you know, but I do think we're going to have more options there. And we've really spent a lot of this time to try to, ob as objective as we can, figure out, you know, what this looks like. And, um, Dan, we've put more into the analysis of this than you can possibly imagine. Um, one of the things that we decided last spring in terms of program improvements was to be able to invest in some you know, tracking technology to be able to see what our players are actually doing during the course of a practice. And we, we, we started to use this company Connection, which also, um, and this is a credit to Elaine and, and our, our sports medical staff here of just the incredible job they've done with managing COVID. I mean, we, we've, we've been blessed and, and a lot of it's been because how well she and her team have managed this from Elaine to Craig to our trainer, Justin, um, we're actually going to have some devices here with Connexon um, that's going to also be able to show basically through, you know, technology that our players are going to be wearing, which players they're actually within six feet of each other during a game or practice for longer than 15 minutes. And so we'll, we'll have a better feel and an understanding is similar to what you've read on the SEC football programs that are using this type of technology. And so with that, not that piece of the technology, that's an advanced piece, but the basic piece, I, Dan, I, I know how many jumps Noah Gurley had yesterday in practice. I know how many accelerations Alex Hunter had. I know when he got to top end speed compared to what his top end speed is versus what Johnny Lawrence got to his top end speed. Um, I know the accumulation load. We, we know how many miles these guys ran. Um, my strength coach or my trainer can come up to me and say, hey, we're, we're close to X amount of miles. You know, you might wanna, you might wanna start to choke it down. And so now we can go into a meeting, Dan, and we can say, hey, look, here, here, here's you seven guys that are competing for minutes, okay? And, and here's who's putting in the most sweat equity. Here's who's playing the hardest. And it doesn't have to be just, hey, Coach Richie, you know, this was his opinion, right? Uh, this, is, this is technology proven and, and it's real data, you know? And so now it's like, hey, you can't hide, right? Like, we're going to know what you do on the court. We've obviously got all our built-in analytics from our film breakdowns. And so we've really been able to make this a clear picture. And I really don't think we're going to get a ton of argument from it um, because of the data that we've been able to put in front of them. To this point, I'll tell you this, um, we're going to try to play nine. And, and I think that we have to, I think that's something. And, and some people might think that I'm averse to that because we haven't done it before. I, I just, I, we got to have nine that are able to play to our standard. And I think this year we're going to be able to do that. Um, I'll tell you this, Joe Anderson's going to play. Um, that's, and I, I don't know when I, when I tell you the fans this, I don't know if the, just cause I said him first, doesn't mean he's sixth man. And just cause I say somebody else doesn't mean they're not going to be ninth man. Right. Uh, we haven't, we haven't gotten all that yet finalized, but Joe Anderson brings another element to our group. His vision is, is really, really good. We had an inter squad scrimmage last weekend. We had 22 assists. He had 11 of them and, um, brings a little bit of a just vision passing, um, there's there's a speed in the open court, a creativity in the open court. It's going to allow us to play multiple point guards. Potentially at times, Dan, we're going to have three point guards out there at a time um, with Alex, Joe, and Mike. And um, and so he's going to play. Uh, also, Jalen Pugh is going to play. And um, and when I say going to play, this is what we're going to start with, right? And, and all these competitions will obviously remain open. Uh, but Jalen Pugh has really taken up a notch in his effort, his defensive intensity, and, um, and really getting a greater knowledge of our system and, and understanding a little bit better of our offensive flow 
and um, you know, knowledge is key in how we play. And so those two, those two are going to be somewhere in the six to nine range. Um, you know, we're off today and, um, and, and I don't want this to get, you know, to the players before obviously I'm able to tell them tomorrow, but we're going to announce the other two tomorrow and uh, to the team and let them, let them know what's, what that's going to look like. And, um, and then from there, then from there, like we're going to have to continue to keep everybody engaged and we're going to have to continue to get better. That's just how it's going to start. Um, we all know that the season's a journey and things can change, but um, those two guys have, have, have stood out the most. And, uh, you know, Marcus Foster has been out a lot of the fall. Uh, he had, a, he had a, a slight injury that we were just over cautious with and wanted to make sure he was, he was good before full return. Um, I can also tell you that he's going to play and, um, you know, so that 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 leaves mystery for one more guy. And <laughs> I'll, I'll leave some suspense on that until we, until you know that make that make everybody watch on Wednesday, right? There you go. Uh, but but Marcus is going to play, and um, you know Marcus is going to bring a little bit like you know it's not quite the same. It's a little bit different, but just you know for the viewership, you know it's a little bit like the Trey Clark role. Um, I think he was before his injury, he was leading us in rebounding, uh, was leading us in deflections, and um, and and also though like his perimeter shot just continues to get better and uh, drives the ball a lot of force, really, really strong, and uh, just going to be a little bit different dimension for us. So it's interesting as, as you, you talk about what your depth is going to look like and, and your, your, your top five, obviously, are all veterans. They're all proven uh-huh. at this level. When you get into that six to nine range, you, you mentioned three of the four, the only guy – uh, of the ones you mentioned that's got any appreciable experience, obviously, is Jalen Pugh, who it, it, gets the experience not because this is his third year in the program. His minutes have kind of gone up and down. Point being that your depth, at least initially, is going to be very young. Yeah, I mean, all of it. Regardless of who, regardless of who plays in this 9 or 10 spot, they're going to either be a freshman or sophomore as well. Right. Jalen Pugh's the only upperclassman off the bench. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Johnny's redshirt freshman, Ben's a sophomore, Colin Kenny's a sophomore, Garrett Heen's a freshman. So, you know, we're, we're going to be young and, and that's at, at the depth spot. OK, we're not going to be a young team by any stretch, but we're going to be young in our depth, which, you know, it's it's I, I think what we're going to have to do from a coaching standpoint is we're going to have to trust it early and we're going to have to live through some um, growing pains. And, um, you know, not put too much of a stress and a burden on these older guys. And, you know, that's that's one of my regrets a little bit last year. You know, I mean, Clay was playing so well early and I felt like, you know, we played him 40 minutes at Alabama and I just felt like that warm out so much. And then we're asking those guys to go out there at Auburn and play all those minutes in overtime. And, you know, we're, we're just going to have to trust our depth because I think over the course of a season, 32 to 34 minutes at the tempo we want to play at with, as we've alluded to on here, we're trying to play a little bit faster. Um, and so what I, I don't want to run our best players out of the game. I know that. And so in order to do that, we're gonna have to trust these guys. And um, with the idea of, with the idea that it's going to pay off in February, March. Right. And, um, and so there might be a little patience that we have to have with a few of them, but I'll tell you what, they, they, they've all had their moments in, in fall camp where they, I mean, They've, they've all, all of them have had some really good days. So I'm excited about getting them out there. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, our bench, our bench is going to have, you know, any way you shape it for the seven are going to be either freshman or redshirt freshman. And so, um, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of growing pains through that, but we're going to, we're committed to it. 
and um, we're going to do it. We're going to stay with it, and and I think they're I think they're I think they're going to be just fine. I, I don't think we can let this pass without talking about it because the reason that you're able to have all this competition, the reason that guys are making jumps, the reason that guys are improving, the reason the veterans are continuing to to improve their games is because they have followed the COVID protocols. You, you guys have done that uh, as well as a team, as, of, as anybody in the country, and without some of the advantages that some of the major programs have from finances, technology, the ability to test uh, sometimes on, on a daily basis, some schools do. Your team, and, and, and I think really campus-wide, uh, with, with all of our student-athletes, um, the, the, the maturity to follow the protocol is what's going to allow us to have a season. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, there, there's a lot of people that have attributed to this. And, um, you know, starting with our, our president and the steering committee, you know, um, Dr. Ken Peterson and, and um, Connie Carson and, 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 you know, even Ron Thompson and housing. There's just been a lot of people that have been involved in this. And, um, you know, Todd Duke with everything he's had to do with the facility. And, and it's really been a, it's really been a team effort. And, and then, and then obviously our players and our staff have to be responsible and we got to try to create the best bubble that we can. But, you know, with the university allowing us to come back a little early, which not everybody got to do that, you know, that was a commitment on the institution's part. And, um, you know, they gave us the green light on that. The, the co- financial commitment to testing was, uh, was huge. You know, we, we've obviously been testing a decent amount and, um, you know, we've been able, we've been able to do that. And, and the accuracy of the contact tracing, the quarantine space, um, how they've done the meals, right? You know, it's it's um, Tony McGirt and his staff and how they've done that. You know, I think it's just been, it's been a big team effort. And so, um, you know, we've got to continue it. We can't get lax. We got to understand that this is kind of what we're in right now. And um, we got to continue to do a good job of it. But yes, I mean, I've, I've talked to two of my friends this morning uh, one of them, D1 head coach, has had 10 practices, and the other D1 head coach has had six full practices with his team. And um, and so as, as I sit here and look at the 25 things that I think we've got to get better at uh, before we play on Wednesday, uh, I still I still am very thankful that we've, we've been able to have 24 complete practices um, and, and to be to be relatively healthy. Episode 45 of the All Den podcast uh, continuing here uh, less than a week before the season opener uh, as we uh, sit here on this Thursday the 19th recording this edition. Um, Bob, one piece of news dropped from the NCAA yesterday. Um, They are extending the recruiting dead period until April the 15th. Just for our fans, explain what that means for you and your assistant coaches, what you can do, what you can't do. So we're not allowed – to do any face-to-face recruiting. So we can't go to high schools. We can't go in home visits. We can't go to anybody's houses. Um, and then they can't come to our place. They, they, they can come to our place. They can't see us. And um, so there's really just no interaction. We are able to have phone conversations. We're able to text. We're able to do Zooms. We're able to carry out the communication. There's just no, there's just no face-to-face. And um, you know, so that's, that's, Again, it's, it's just another obstacle that, that we've got to deal with. And um, it's, it's not something that we really can do anything about at, at the end of the day. 
we've just got to figure out the best way for us to be able to sell our program and to be able to, to be able to show these prospects what 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 our program's about, what our what our campus is about, what our degree's about, what our city's about. And um, you know, if we got to do it virtually, we got to do it virtually. And you know, if if they're if they're enticed enough by that and they feel like that it's something that they're in alignment with, they're going to watch our product. They're going to watch these ESPN three three broadcast, um, ESPN plus broadcast. Um, fortunately, hopefully, we're going to have some TV as well that's that's nationally. Um, and then you know our 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 new our new TV person Byron, uh, he j- we just hired him here recently. But I've been really really impressed with with his commitment to excellence and some things they're wanting to do with the broadcast. And you know they're they're just I think I think our fans and our recruits are not just with the talent that you guys provide, but I think just the overall presentation itself. I think there's going to be some some additions there. And so like that's all you can do, right? Like you just control what you can control. Um, and, and then, and then once we're able to go back and get face to face, uh, then, then we'll be able to do that. But, you know, at this point we, we just got to figure it out. And, um, so the virtual visits, how we, how we, how we showcase our, our, our product with our game productions and, um, and making sure that we do that correctly. Uh, and, and then working, working with obviously, um, you know, the, the people on campus to, to show different, uh, parts of campus and the different programs that we have and, Doing that in a different median, it's it's all been a challenge. But Daniel Fowler, our director of recruiting, has been fantastic with it. If you follow us on social media, you see the commitment those guys have made to really getting our video product better and um, and really telling our story through through that channel in a better way. Because that's hey, that's the interstate right now, right? Like that's that's the road that's going to get the most mileage, and um, and and we got to be the best we can in that in that platform. Well, Bob, I know that uh, we, we've run through kind of the roster of, of things that uh, we said we were going to talk about in this episode as we've gone on. Is anything else popped to mind? Have, have we covered everything we need to cover ahead of finally playing a basketball game next Wednesday? Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, appreciate all the fans. I know I know this has been, you know, a unique time, and I know everybody's ready to, to go out there. But, you know, again, just reiterating, you'd be – you'd be proud of our student athletes. And, um, you know, even in our further the man program, it, it's been different and unique. We've had to do it in different ways. You know, we haven't been able to get as many speakers to campus and different things like that. But, you know, our supporters, you know, Paul Foster and his financial commitment to our further the man program has, has allowed us to continue to resume that and, and to be able to provide the resources necessary uh, to, to be able to, you know, teach the lessons that can, that can help our players in life. And, um, you know, we've, we've been able to, it's, it's been different. I mean, they came in here, uh, for the suits and, and they, they did a, we had to put all these tights on and they, they did a, they did a, a digital scan through a phone app of, of fitting dimensions. And it's so like, you know, it's, 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 it's just been different there, but, um, you know, we, we had, as I referred, we had the Zoom with the professors the other night, which was great. We're, we're really trying to make more connections with professors on campus, really just to, you know, help our younger our younger players make better decisions on what they're majoring in and have a better feel of the offerings on campus. And uh, they've just been great. They've just been fantastic. We've, we're going through this book right now with them, The Psychology of Money. And um, it's really, it's not, a, it's not really a book about getting rich per se or, or money in terms of wealth. It's more about how you think about money. And, and it's and it's drawn a lot of different conversations and, um, you know, which I wish I would have read it when I was their age. But it's, it's been cool to see how it's all been interwoven. Um, and then Andrew Brown just got married this past weekend. 
and he's in financial advising. And so now they're wanting to figure out, hey, you know, if I take 25 bucks a week, you know, can can AB open us up a mutual fund that we can throw it in? And then Daniel is in the wedding. Matt Rafferty comes back from Indiana. He's the best man in the wedding. Jeff Beans is in the wedding. Mike Shabaro, which basically, you know, is a personal mentor, almost like a second father to me that's he did the chapel the morning after we beat Villanova in Philadelphia. He does the ceremony. Uh, Jalen Williams was there. We were obviously all, our team was separate to the side with mask on and, and, and only went to the ceremony. But it was like, it was one of those moments, Dan, where you're watching it and, you know, I'm not, I, I wouldn't consider myself overly like emotional with, with the, you know, the tears and stuff. But I was, uh, man, I had some rolling down my eyes just, just watching all that kind of come together and as cliche as the whole better together thing sounds, um, you know, to see everybody in Traveler's Rest and to see all the different avenues of our program connected in that in that venue, uh, it was pretty cool. You know, it was a pretty rewarding experience for me. And so it, it's just further conviction for me, Dan, that we got to continue to push the Further the Man program. And we got to continue to teach kids how to play together and the power of connection uh, because we're starting to see a lot of a, a lot of the produce of that. And um, so, you know, it's one of those questions, right? Like, is leadership possible without, you know, a purpose larger than our ambition? And, and when you see those moments, you know, it continues to kind of iron into me that we got to continue on this path and, uh, and stay convicted in the way that we're doing it. Basketball is going to come to an end one Absolutely. day. And then what are you going to do? And, Absolutely. And, and I love that, that one of the main tenements of your program is preparing your young men for that eventuality. I mean, they all would love to think that, that they're going to have these long playing careers and, and maybe some of them will go into coaching and have long coaching careers, but reality is going to set in one day. And how are you preparing your children? How are you preparing your players? How are we preparing our young people in general? Here at Furman, here in the men's basketball program, we're preparing them as well as they can be prepared. Yeah, and we got to continue that charge. You know, I mean, even waking up this morning, like I tweeted about John Davis. You know, it, you know, with with you know Kyra Lewis getting drafted, the workouts that he's been doing with him, and the success success that he's having training NBA players. And Daniel, we've been able to see his growth. I mean, he just he just growing. Like, I mean, it, it's phenomenal being a witness that every day. And you know, Rafferty at Indiana, and you know, Andrew, what he's doing. It's just it's just it's pretty neat. And um, you know, it's been fun to win some games in it. But um, it's also more fun when you see it all come together like that. So um, we're, we're excited as we move forward. Well, most excited, at least at this moment, about the fact that there's basketball on the horizon. Are, are you ready to play a game? Are you ready to coach a game? Man, I'm ready. I mean, I don't, you know, it's, it's going to be different. You know, I'm sure we're going to have spaced out benches and masks on and I, whatever we got to do to do this thing safe and responsibly. Let's go tip this thing up and uh, let's go play some ball. Sounds good, Bob. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And there you go. Episode 45 of the All Den Podcast in the books. We appreciate you joining us and appreciate Head Coach Bob Ritchie, as always, for his willingness to be uh, uh, open and, and forthcoming with what's going on inside the men's basketball program here at Furman University. While we cannot announce the opponent yet because the um, contract is still in the final stages of being signed, I can tell you that the opening game on Wednesday will be at 4 p.m., and that means that we will have a 3.30 p.m. airtime. It'll be our first broadcast 
and our new partnership with ESPN Upstate as our radio flagship station. We're looking forward to that, and we'll have that for you and get you rolling in this 2020-2021 college basketball season. Thank you for joining us. Again, the podcast brought to you by uh, our friends at Shortfields and Downtown Travelers Rest. Shortfields.com is the website for the menu and operating hours. We thank them for their continued support of Furman University Athletics. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, anything you'd like to uh, get the coach to talk about, send them to me via email, dan.scott at furman.edu. Have a blessed day whenever you're listening to this. We hope it's a blessed time for you, and we'll see you in Timmins Arena in just a matter of a few days. Until then, for Head Coach Bob Ritchie and all of us here at Furman, I'm Dan Scott saying God bless you. So long, everybody, and thank you for being all in.